0: Hi, guys. This is Janelle. Um, I just want to give everyone a heads up who might be listening. There's some content in my poems that may be hard to hear. I talk about a lot of things to do with mental health and surviving abuse. And more so than that, I talk about hope. If you find it hard to hear this content, please reach out to your friends, your family. The crisis text line is available 24 hours a day, and you can reach them by texting 741741. Thanks, guys.
1: This is the Hollerin' Poets Podcast, the podcast where we delve into the stories behind the poems on spoken word artist albums. I'm your host, Josh Mozug. I'm here with Janelle Marie. Again, this is season three, episode six. We're talking uh, through her album, The Valley Is Not Your Home. And today we're talking about the poem, This Poem Is an Apology. And uh, just a reminder, we did just pick 10 of the 24 tracks from the album, so we're going to conclude the episode with this track. Um, Janelle, what do you want to tell us about This Poem is an Apology?
2: Well, um, this one's, uh, this one's, they're all very personal, but this one,
0: for me, was definitely the most raw, and I was, um, I was very proud of myself for being able to share it um, at shows. It's got some pretty intense content and I don't find it hard to talk about necessarily but there's always um I think I mentioned before there's the worry that I'm maybe it's too dark or that maybe people will get caught up too much in like the the heavy emotions of the poem and not like the hope that I always make sure to include in it um so because it's such like a raw like you know dark beginning of the poem um I always worried and and I, you know, I told my friends I was self-conscious, you know, about this poem more so than the rest. But um, I found that every time that God really put it on my heart to share it, people have really been touched. Um, I think the almost aggressive honesty in it um, has really resonated with people. I've always found it hard to say that I'm proud of myself, but um, I can definitely say like I'm proud of myself for not only publishing this poem, but also, um, you know, listening to, you know, what God's asking me to do and um, taking that step. And even when I was nervous, and even when I was self-conscious about it, um, sharing it um, at shows has been really important to me. There's really nothing that holds so much power over me that I can't say it out loud if it's in the context of helping people. Mm -hmm. Um, God is really nudging me to do it. And um, I think that's powerful. Um, this poem is it's really me apologizing to myself. It's really a conversation um between me and myself. And I really look at it like, what if I was my mother, my sister, my daughter, my friend? What would I want to say to myself? What would I want to apologize for? Um I've I've witnessed people saying really hateful things and and things that really hurt me to hear. Um but more so it hurt me to not speak up and like advocate for myself or for other people or for marginalized communities, like to not say anything really just over the years, like just kept chipping away at me and chipping away at me all those times that people said something um, racist, homophobic, just something like really um, harsh. And I wanted to be like, hey, that's not cool. Like, hey, we don't use that language anymore. Like that hurts people, you know, like that, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't please God. I just think that um, I get so caught up in uh, not wanting to be um, seen as sensitive and not wanting to be seen as, yeah, sensitive and dramatic and um, having things turned around on me and, you know, like, oh, you know, like the whole, you know, well, I can say whatever I want. It's free speech and you can't censor me. And I get so like caught up in that, that like, oh, I just, I shut down with it and I've become a lot stronger with that. And this was really cathartic for me to really acknowledge that I've done that to myself and that, you know, society has done that to me as a whole, but, you know, I really acknowledge that, like, I keep keeping myself in that place, um, where I feel afraid to, to stand up for what's right. And, um, honestly, since writing this poem, I've grown so much in that way and I've um advocated more for myself and other people than i ever have before um i think that uh i think it's important even when we're afraid to have those awkward conversations those hard conversations not only with strangers like that's like a different kind of uncomfortable but like man with your friends with your loved ones with your family like that's so hard to like find a way to meet people with grace but also like you know really educate people and really, like I said, advocate for others. It's, it's tough. Um, so that's the, the first part of the poem really addresses that. You know, I say, forgive me, Janelle, for all the moments you wanted to speak up, but I demanded you stay silent. Um, and then the next part in the poem, I apologize to myself for um, the self-harm um, that I've done in past years. I, when I was in middle school, I, started cutting myself for the first time and um, it was something that I kept a secret from most people. And it wasn't, um, it wasn't something that I, so I always knew that it wasn't right. I always knew that it didn't help. I always knew that it was wrong. And yet I fell back on it. You know, it's Mm -hmm. kind of like, I don't know, it's like people who are, you know, smoking cigarettes and they're just like, yeah, my grandma died of cancer. I know I got to stop. I know I got to stop. I know it's bad. I've got asthma, but like they keep doing it. And so it was never a thing where I was like, oh, this is definitely good for me. This is right. This is better for me. But it was just felt easier than all of the healthy coping mechanisms that I could be using. And um, so I really, it's something that like I don't do for a very long time. It can be like a year or two years. um, And then I find myself craving or falling back to. um, And it's been a really long time, but I really... um, in both my last book and this book, there's been a couple of times where I talked about self-harm and I really said like, there's so many other ways to harm yourself than that like traditional idea of, you know, cutting yourself. Um, it's There's been times where like, I didn't take my medication or I like um, distanced myself from people. I was, you know, I yelled at people that were trying to help me, I pushed people away. Like all these things are also forms of self-harm. and. Um, I've talked a lot about that in my book. I think that, um, that's not talked about enough, uh, binge drinking, you know, because you're sad, that's, that's self-harm. That's just as much self-harm as me, you know, cutting myself and, um, all different forms. Like I said, whether it's just isolating yourself, like purposely doing the opposite of what you know is healthy and good for you is self-harm. Um, so I talked specifically in that part about, um, cutting myself though. And, I talked about how um, I thought I was taking care of you when I traced over your scars as if refusing to mark any new territory would stop you from noticing they never really did get old. Um I had this idea that like it wasn't that bad what I was doing if I just continued to like reopen the same cut. Um mm. and then my whole body wasn't covered in it. And like I said, like you have this like idea of like what cutting is. You see it in like lifetime movies and you see it on um pamphlets and, and things like that. And you're just like, Oh, it's not that bad. Like what I'm doing is not that bad. I'm not covered in it. People don't even notice it. You know, it's just this like, one little spot, I just keep coming back to. Um, and I really, there it came to a point where I stopped lying to myself about that. And that's what I talk about in the poem. It's just like, forgive me for lying to you about that for telling you that, like, you know, because what you're doing wasn't that bad, and it could be worse that it was something that you could just continue resorting to. And then the next one is about, um, I ex- this, this part is definitely the one that is like, like I said, it's not necessarily hard for me to talk about, but it is still like the most explicit way that I've talked about it in any of the poems. Um, I, my father sexually abused me when I was a child and I um, pretty explicitly like talk about it in this poem Um, And so I usually I've I've alluded to, and I've mentioned it in different ways um, throughout both my books. um, But this was definitely the most like clear cut. Hmm. And I just apologize to myself for um, that I was in a relationship when I was 16. And I really kept I had this idea that like, if I were to just be like in a relationship, and I were to just like be um, what I consider to be like normal teenage things, then like that would cure my phobias and my anxiety and my post-traumatic stress disorder. And I really kept pushing myself into all these things that I didn't really want to do. And like, um, all of these like uncomfortable situations for me because of my trauma, I kept pushing myself and pushing myself because I really thought that like, it would just flip like a switch. Like if, you know, I could just be comfortable with this guy, then like, Oh, maybe like that will stop these nightmares from coming back. And, And all of these other things I was struggling with my, with my PTSD. And it really just, um, sent me into a much worse place
1: was there part of it an area of like wanting to control those areas of life yourself where in the past it wasn't you know it was out of your control and even if it's maybe done in an unwise way now it was at least under your control yes yeah. yeah
0: absolutely absolutely it was like now that I look back on it it's like a pretty textbook behavior but um at the time I was just like yeah I felt like so I really felt like if I could take back like ownership of my body in yeah. that way and all those things that that would like reclaim it. But I mean, I was not in counseling at the time. I was not on medication at the time. The person I was with was not right. It was just, I it was in a really dark place with my relationship with God. It was just overall just like a recipe for disaster. Yeah. And it ended up just um, exacerbating my PTSD. And I just apologized to myself for like pushing myself too far. Like I said, and again, in this, like deep down, I knew that it wasn't working. I knew, you know, and I was self harming again. It was this other way to self harm. I was sabotaging myself by continuing to keep trying to make it work with this guy and like pretend that I was like a normal girl and talk about going to prom and talk about like normal, like, you know, quote unquote, normal things, what I thought was normal. Um, and I ended up, it was harder to leave the house than ever before. I ended up really spiraling. That's the same time that I um had my suicide attempt like things just really fell apart and um so I just apologized to myself for that for for lying to myself again in in all those ways and self-sabotaging and um then the next part of the poem just talks about in like pretty quick succession like uh, you know more things like um I talked about you know forgive me Janelle for teaching me to hold a grudge against God and I said for um telling you that taking medication was a sign of weakness, um, for making you ashamed of yourself. And I just like touch on a couple of things, like telling you to lie to your doctors and your mother and your friends, you know, um, I'm so blessed to have people who love me and, and care for me. And my mother always was sure to make sure that I had, um, professional help. And I really pushed that away. And I really, you know, I lied to those doctors. I, avoided that bipolar diagnosis, like it was going to kill me. And I, I did so many things that like, obviously, in hindsight, I'm just like, wow, like, you know, I'm sorry that, you know, I, I kept you back from all the help that was right in front of you for so long. And I'm really just acknowledging that self and forgiving myself, forgiving myself that I don't have to live in like the what if like, what if you had actually seen a therapist during that time? What if you had told the truth about this to your doctor? What if you had done this, all those what ifs, Yeah. Like And I'm like, wow, would I be in college now? Would I be married now? Would I be all these other things? I'm just like, wow, all these things that I, you know, wish were different about my life, would those things have happened? And I was just like, I really let that go. Like, you know, in writing this poem, like I said, it's so much just like my personal diary that I just transcribe and put out to people hoping that it, you know, it reaches someone else when they're hurting. Um, It was really cathartic for me to acknowledge all the things that I was holding a grudge against myself for. And yeah. like let it go, and moving on and moving forward, um, so this poem is really special to me, and I've had a couple conversations with people after sharing it, you know, just talking about like like I said, forgiving yourself and letting go of those what ifs and those grudges, and um all the things that make us like bitter about our past um and what we've done to ourselves, um, just gotta let it go yeah you know?
1: yeah i'm I'm glad you worded it that way. I can tell uh just with the context of this existing on this album. Um, and just like hearing where you're at now, um, that this did come from, well, I don't know if it was written from a healthy place, but at least the way that you, you know, look at it now, it came from a healthy place. But, uh, yeah, one of my, right. fir- one of my first thoughts was like, man, uh, this could be like, uh, potentially, I don't know, maybe further holding yourself back where you're just like, oh, I'm not, you know, like beating yourself up for not recognizing yes. those things earlier. Um, so I don't know if you want to touch on maybe where was that line for you. Um and it was this poem written kind of like in process or after the fact of I guess letting go of those things.
0: I think that it was definitely like in the process. Like it was definitely when I was acknowledging like um the things that I wanted to let go and the things I wanted to change. Um, like like I said, those those kind of examples are all in the past for me. Like I um I think that it's something that I always have to acknowledge with like therapists and doctors and and my relationship with God that I struggle with self-harm, you know, specifically like in that way, but it's not something that I've struggled with in years. And um, like I said, I I advocate for people and myself more than ever before. And um, I have really healthy boundaries when it comes to relationships. And so um, it's very much in the past, but like I said, I was really holding on to that stuff. Um, and I was really telling myself that like, I had no, I kind of like what you're saying is like, there's a fine line between like, how much responsibility do you take before it's become just like beating up on yourself. Yeah. And I, for me, I wanted to take a certain amount of responsibility because like I said, I acknowledge that it's like a deep rooted problem in society that, you know, like, especially as a woman and as a woman of color, like that I would want to, um, censor myself, in order for like other people to be comfortable. And so I acknowledge that that's part of like a bigger problem and I didn't create that problem. I'm not the only person to suffer from that. Um, but I also wanna, because I I don't hate the world for that, I hate myself for that, you know what I mean? Like, and that's what it ends up being. And, and so I find myself being like, not thinking about how like, what an injustice it is that, you know, um, we've done that to you know as a larger as a culture in america that we've done that to each other i end up just thinking like man like you're so weak like you're so weak that you don't say anything and i I really beat myself up about it and i was like well what if i just take a certain amount of responsibility and i say like i forgive you for not always being you know this like badass advocate that's just like no matter who says it and what context and what kind of environment how hard of a day you've had you just can like sound off at any moment you know it's like i forgive myself for that and like i said i forgive myself for um not seeking help with the self-harm or for whatever other you know thing about it that i beat myself up for like i said again i i didn't dwell so much on like um how much i was like unaware that i was conditioned to self-harm rather than get help um, just like, again, like there's so many things that we like trivialize in society about self-harm. Um, like I said, like drinking and, and all these other things, like in excess that you do that are unhealthy for you, um, because you are having a bad day and, you know, whatever else, you know, that's so, um, that's so normalized. And then, you know, that really fed into my like more extreme, you know, generic self-harm. And so I think that, um, like I said, I, I agree with you that there's like a really fine line And I have crossed it a lot before in my life where I ended up just being like angry with myself. Um, But this poem was definitely like working through and like, you know, letting that go and letting that anger with myself go. And like I said, in order to do that, I felt like I had to take a healthy amount of responsibility because like, I knew that I couldn't just be like, well, it's not my fault. Because then, because I tried that, you know, I told myself like, Oh, it's not my fault. Like, you know, it's not my fault that like my dad did awful things to me and it messed me up. And now I, I'm like all messed up and these things happen. Like, I really, like I took a certain, like a very like specific amount of responsibility where I was just like, yeah, like your society has done these things and your brain is damaged in these ways. But like, you can also like do your best to help yourself and to love yourself and care for yourself. And so that's where it is. It's like, um, you know, I don't, I'm not, Angry with myself for having bipolar, and I'm not angry with myself anymore for not saying something sooner and, and looking for help sooner. I'm not even angry at society for, I mean, to this day, every time I hear about bipolar disorder on in media, it's always, you know, some sort of like horror story and it's, it's something really negative and scary and demonizing. Um, I'm not even dwelling on my anger with all of that. I'm just, um, you know, forgiving myself and, and letting it go.
1: That's great. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I think that's a big thing with like forgiveness, I guess of self, especially is like, yeah, you're not placing the blame on yourself, but Mm -hmm. you're also not saying it's all, you know, the blame is all elsewhere, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think finding that healthy medium, you know, the same as like when you, when, when you apologize to someone and they're like, you know, it's so much healthier to be like, I forgive you rather than like, it's okay. Or it's not your fault or, or whatever, it's just so much healthier for, like, to accept that someone's taking, you know, a certain amount of accountability, you know, as long as it's not too far, like, and that's what, you know, I've been, I've been careful with, um, and I've been guided with, and I've prayed a lot about is that I don't take it so far where it's like, you know, I end up blaming myself for other people's actions, and, and, you know, and, and all the fallout, and, you know, like I said, it's just about, like, well, what do I do now? Yeah, with, like, I've been given and where I'm at, and, like, You know, I don't have to continue the unhealthy cycle of harming myself in all these different ways. Um, I can, I can let it go and I can move on and I can change, you know, the way I treat myself.
1: It's really great. And uh, yeah, thank you again for sharing. I had some questions and you answered all of them. All right. So yeah, that was uh, about this poem is an apology. That's the sixth track on Janelle's album, The Valley Is Not Your Home. Um, Again, you can check that out at janellemarie.bandcamp.com. Double L's on the Janelle, double E's on the Marie. And we will be back next time with Hope Will Know My Name.
2: Forgive me, Janelle, for all the moments you wanted to speak up, but I demanded you stay silent. I told you to not be that girl, and it's just a joke. Why are you always so offended? You're too damn sensitive, and maybe they didn't even mean it. Or maybe they did, but shut up, shut up, shut up. I drove you past the scene of a crime, and as you reached for your phone, I assured you someone else would make the call. Forgive me. Janelle, for every single time I sliced through your skin like tape on a package looking for relief inside. I only found another thing for you to cry about. I donated your blood, but you're the one who needed help. I see that now. I thought I was taking care of you when I traced over your scars as if refusing to mark any new territory would stop you from noticing how your scars really did get old. Forgive me, Janelle, for telling you to be with him. If only to make it so your father wasn't the only man to have ever touched you. As if that boy's hands could have rinsed you clean. I didn't know the nightmares would come back. I didn't know you would come out of this with regret and not redemption. I didn't know he would never again ask to be held. I didn't know enough about PTSD or really... I didn't care enough to notice all the warning signs, your body clothed in caution tape, your mind scrambling to lock the door. Forgive me, Janelle. Please, forgive me for telling you bipolar just meant crazy. For all the years I told you that you were both too much and never enough. For pushing you away from the people who just wanted to take care of you. For telling you to lie to your doctors, your mother, and your friends. For teaching you to hold a grudge against God. For convincing you your fears were stronger than you'd ever be. For lying when I said taking medication was a sign of weakness. For making you ashamed of yourself. For making you believe depression was an inescapable death sentence. For all the times I said the pain was not worth it. For telling you hope was foolish. For acting like you didn't deserve better. For not apologizing sooner.